Hey there, I'm Whitney, your host of the Abundantly Yours podcast. I'm a college student and entrepreneur ready to strive for sainthood right alongside you. Jesus put this podcast on my heart as a way to serve you better, so I am so pumped that you are here. I'll be hanging with you every Monday to chat all things discovering your purpose, cultivating a relationship with Jesus, and everything else in between. Are you ready to fully step into who God created you to be? Let's do this, girl. Welcome back to another episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. Today's topic is something that we all need to be reminded of and we all need to constantly work on in our life. Um, And the topic is keeping God at the center of your life. Um, And today is my first ever guest episode um, with one of my dear friends, Taylor. Um, We met through Instagram um, and God called her to speak on this topic. And so welcome, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to get to know you more and get to chat about, yeah, just keeping God at the forefront of our life. Awesome. I'm so excited to get started. Awesome. So first off, who are you and what do you do? Tell me everything about you that you want to share so we can get to know you. Awesome. So my name's Taylor. Like she said, we met on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is the Taylor underscore no, I think it's underscore Taylor dot Fay underscore. And I have like a Catholic blog um, Instagram account, and that's how we met. So I do that, but, you know, not my number one thing. It's just kind of a little side hobby of mine. But my main focus is I'm a college student. I'm currently in my master's program, um, getting my degree in speech language pathology. Um, I have one more year left, thank God, and then I'm free to go. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, like my Catholic faith is the center of my life, and I really, I try to make that my number one priority. Other than school, I work as a nanny, and I, you know, I try to volunteer at church and just spend as much time with my family as possible, and also try to squeeze in a social life in there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm also a college student. I'm working on my um, bachelor's degree. But yeah, I have one year left. I graduate in December. So I definitely feel you, you know, just kind of getting ready to be done, but also just trying to be in that season of life God has you in without like, you know, trying to rush it. Um, Yes, trying to be so present. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yes, I would agree. Um, Yeah, so I guess next kind of diving into, you know, your relationship with Christ. When did you start to um, really take your relationship with Christ seriously? Were you born Catholic? Um, You know, what sparked that in your life? Yeah, so I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, Growing up, we didn't go to church every Sunday, um, but there was always something in me that like knew church was important. And like, I knew God was important. Mm Um, and in middle school, I started going to like the middle school youth groups and started volunteering a little more at church. And, um, there was a period of my life for about two years where I was hit with like horrible anxiety. And it was kind of during that time where I really dove into like my relationship with Jesus. And I dove into my, um, just my faith more than the outside world. It was like the outside world gave me so much anxiety. I was like, I just need Jesus. And he's the only person that (laughs) is going to like fix this. So during those two years, I kind of started to realize like, oh, like God loves me. And like, I love God, you know, and 
from middle mm-hmm. school through high school. It was kind of just this like general, like, yeah, I'm Catholic and I love it. And then going into college, yeah. I didn't really have any friends. You know, I knew nobody going to the college I went to. And I really dove into my faith my first semester of college. And it just like, it was like an explosion. Like my relationship with Jesus went from being like, I love Jesus, he loves me to like this like intimate, like friendship and relationship with him. And it was so beautiful and it's only flourished since. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I, I was also born Catholic or baptized Catholic, cradle Catholic, whatever you want to call it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, same, like, you know, I went to mass, we went to mass every Sunday, but then, um, yeah, when it came to high school, I had to learn how to make my faith my own because, you know, I knew I was going to be going to college and I had to, um, figure out, you know, what, what I had to do to keep that at the center. Um, I graduated during COVID, I graduated high school during COVID. So, you know, I had March, April, May, the entire, everything until August, just with, free time. I worked a small part-time job at a local diner. Um, I cooked at nights, but otherwise I, you know, I had time and I had so much time to just, you know, I could spend two hours in the morning praying if I wanted to, because, you know, I just had that time and that flexibility. Um, But then like, as soon as I went to college, it's just like the switch flipped and it was like, whoa. And those first two months was really hard for me because I had to figure out like, you know, mom wasn't making me dinner every night. And you know, I had to figure out how to balance all these things. And that's where, you know, it took me a long time to get adjusted. And I would say that first year was just very crazy. And now that I'm in my second year of school, it's like, just, I feel like I actually have control and know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that's when, yeah, I guess I was also part of a lot of retreats as well. um, In high school and to college, um, which has also helped me a lot to develop friendships and all the fun things. But yeah, so I guess me being a college girl myself, as well as you, like what tips do you have for me and the other college girls listening um, to keep Christ at the center of your life? Yeah, I think um, most importantly is make time for him. Um, I think it can get so hard in college, especially like I commuted to college and like there was never a dull moment. It was like, you're either waking up at five in the morning and driving there or you're in class, you know? So I was really (laughs) having to like make him my priority and um, something, I don't know where I heard it. I listened to so much content, like from podcasts to reading to Instagram, (laughs) I heard it somewhere, but they talked about like inviting God into your day. And I was like, that's so beautiful. Like, so I started praying a prayer every morning where like I invited God and I invited Jesus and I invited the Holy Spirit and the saints into my day, like separately. And um, then it kind of grew into inviting God into each hour, because as my days got busier with working two jobs and being in my master's program, I was like, oh my gosh, like my time for Jesus is so limited. I have to make him a part of every single aspect of my life. So I set a little alarm Mm -hmm. on my phone and every hour I have a reminder that says, call God into your hour day life, you know? And I'll just take like 30 seconds and I'll just say like, come Jesus and I'll thank him. And if I'm struggling with something at the time that the alarm goes off, I'll pray about that and just ask him and invite him to come into that with me. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not perfect, but it's, honestly the best I can do sometimes with my schedule so I think making him your absolute priority is most important 
Wow, that is awesome. I've always heard of people, you know, setting just like the reminder on your iPhone or different things with either quotes or Bible verses that repeat. But I think actually having a legit like timer or something go off because I mean, I work from home with the exception of attending classes, but it's like, you know, I'm home where I can allow a timer to beep and be like, okay, it's time for Jesus, like just 30 seconds, you know, or however long it is, it doesn't have to be timed or anything. I just, wow, that is something that I needed because, you know, like you said, life gets busier and busier and, you know, with the semester starting soon, um, it's like, I'm going to be, you know, busy again. And so just, yeah, inviting him in, in every, every hour, every minute, every, everything would just be awesome. And I think, yeah, the set a timer is a great thing to do because it's, it's practical and it's easy because we always have our phones right beside us. Exactly. And I use like the remind, I don't know if you have an iPhone, I use like the remind app on the iPhone. So it's not this like huge alarm that goes off because that would stress me out. (laughs) But it's like a little reminder that like pops up on my phone. Um, And it's honestly, it's been great. Sometimes like recently, I haven't been as busy just because my semester's over. So I'll kind of like ignore it. And then I'm like, why are you ignoring that? Just because your life isn't as busy doesn't mean you don't need to invite God into the day um, or into your hour. So Yep. I think more than anything, like it's an intentional choice. Like the alarm could go off, but are you going to choose to invite God in? You know? Yeah. And I think that's something we need to like really keep in mind. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I definitely like, you know, I'm home for break and, you know, I have a lot of, I mean, I'm still working and I'm, you know, working on my business and my podcast, but it's like, I still have a lot of free time where, you know, I sat down the other day and I'm like, you spent two hours on your phone last night and you didn't even spend, you know, a minute of that in prayer. And it's like, you know, I can do better. So it's just like, yeah, having a reminder is a great way to just, you know, we're imperfect. So it's a great way to just be reminded of, you know, the commitment you're making to God. A hundred percent. So on to our next question we have is, yeah, so as a college student, we're so busy, just like we talked about. Um, So how do you make time for prayer every day? And what do you do to keep Jesus in your life while you're in college? So I just listened to a Father Mike Schmidt podcast and he reiterated something that he had said like a long time ago that Mm -hmm. really stuck with me. And it was like, there was a point in my life where I knew I wasn't making God my priority because I would wake up in the morning and I would like sleep longer than I needed to. And then I wouldn't have time for prayer. And I just like rush and then go to work. And then like, I'd be halfway through my day and I'm like, did you pray today, Taylor? You know? (laughs) So Father Mike Schmidt said in this podcast, he was like, every Sunday, sit down and write in your calendar or whatever you do when you are going to pray. And that is like your first choice at prayer, you know, and you set that in stone and you do not change that. And I listened to that podcast and then I listened to another podcast from another priest and the title of the podcast was called You Snooze, You Lose. And he was talking about how putting sleep over praying, um, like you're losing so much, like just deny yourself a little bit in the morning or go to bed earlier the next day, like make that choice to set prayer as your first thing in the morning. And I know like certain people have different times where they love to pray. But for me, like the morning is perfect for me for prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really so important when you're in college, especially and when you have a busy life to make Mm -hmm. a schedule. And like I have um, a 
big planner that I write literally everything in. So why not write my prayer in it? Mm-hmm. So I write like when I'm going to pray in my planner. And I really, really believe like it's about denying yourself, like denying yourself that extra sleep, denying yourself watching that extra TV show before mm-hmm. bed um, so that you can wake up early the next morning and be ready to do your prayers. Um I think that's really how we keep Jesus at the center of everything. And even like through things like fasting, like recently I started intermittent fasting because it's like, you're not denying yourself enough, Taylor. Like you're not um, making yourself like one with Jesus enough. You're not like, mm-hmm. like you're just too comfortable in, in life. Um, and like fasting has increased my prayer life so much throughout like my busy schedule. So I think mm-hmm. making the choice to pray and then also denying yourself of your comfort sometimes and like allowing that to draw you deeper into prayer. Yeah. Wow. That is beautiful. I, I definitely am. I'm a very schedule um, oriented person. Um, and just this last semester, because the part-time job I was working was at the campus bookstore. Um, and so as you can imagine, the beginning of the semester was like insanely busy. And I was just go, go, go oh 20 hours a week. I was taking 18 credits to classes. I was trying to make time for Jesus and exercising. I was trying to eat and have time to relax. And you know, spend time with too much, you know, just spend time with people. It was, yeah, I was like, I can't do this. Um, (laughs) And so just this last Advent, I told Jesus, I'm like, shut some doors and open some, like, I don't care if you slam them in my face, just make it known to me what you want me to do. Um, And so, yeah, many things happened. I am getting married now and, you know, put a job and changing things in my business. There's so many good things happening. Um, And yeah, but it still comes down to focusing on one day at a time. That's kind of like my New Year's resolution in a way is focusing on one day at a time instead of rushing through everything in my life and focusing on, okay, how can I make today count? And that all comes down to, like you said, you know, making prayer number one in your day and actually writing it in pen. Everything else can be written in pencil, but, you know, prayer is a non-negotiable and it needs to be in pen and it needs to happen. Yeah. And I also agree that deny yourself, like just this morning, I just started today. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get up early because otherwise I'm not going to have time for prayer. I'm not going to have time to exercise. You know, I'm like, I'm going to get up. And was it hard? Yes, absolutely. It's not going to be easy. But I think that just like you said, it strengthens your relationship with Christ when you give yourself more and more to him and you sacrifice for him. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Everything you said, a hundred (laughs) percent. Do you ever find yourself having different versions of you? Like, for example, you know, the you belonging to your major, the you belonging to certain friends or groups, or, you know, the you belonging to the church, you know, do you ever experience that? And what do you do to, you know, help minimize that? So that way, you know, you're just you. Yeah. So something I've been learning about myself um, this past year, and especially like the past six months is that. I know I'm a perfectionist and I know I'm type A and I know I'm very work oriented. Mm -hmm. And I was realizing that I placed a lot of my identity and a lot of my value in how well I did my work Mm -hmm. and, and how well, you know, I started my semester, my first semester of my master's program. And for me, like school has always been a breeze for me. Like I'm just naturally like geared for geared towards education, you know, and like being in school. So for me, when um, 
when I started my master's program and there was a little bit of a challenge there, I had to work a little bit harder. I started to actually like think less of myself. Like I was like, wow, Taylor, like you can't do this easily. So you must like not be worth anything at this point, you know? (laughs) And it was then when I realized I was like, my value is, is placed in how well I do work. My value is placed in how well of a college student I am, how good I am at my major, Mm -hmm. how fast I get my degree. That's where I'm placing my value in. And I'm not placing my value in my identity in Christ and like who he says I am as like a woman of God, you know? Yeah. So a hundred percent, I have definitely placed my value and seen myself as you are the college student Mm -hmm. rather than first and foremost, you are the daughter of God, you know, you're the daughter of like the one true King. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think over the past few months, I've, my friends and I, we started a book study, um, and we're going through like a ton of books that really talk about just our feminine nature. Um, and it's really helped me identify that more than anything, you belong to Jesus before you belong to your major, before yeah. you belong to your friend group, before you belong mm-hmm. to your your work ethic. So yes to your question. And yeah, that's how I've really come to come to terms with the fact that my identity is not in my work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I struggle with it too. I know I'm sure everyone struggles with it. We all do. Uh, but I, yeah, I just think keeping God right there first and foremost in your life um, is what will, you know, not cure it, but help you, you know, help you with that struggle and help you to, um, yeah, realize that you don't belong to anything in this world, but you, you know, you are the daughter of the king, just like you said. And I was reading, I'm reading the book, I Believe in Love. um, And I just started it today, but it literally just talked about how, yeah, we are so loved and that God gave everything, all of his blood, everything for us just to meet us and to love us. And I just think that's something that, you know, for me, a lot of the times when it comes to struggling with the different versions of me, it's just because I don't feel loved or I'm trying to get love from other people. Whereas it's like the only person I should be searching from love and approval from is from God you know, and he loves us more than anyone else on this earth can. And so sometimes I'm like, Whitney, what are you doing? God loves you more than you can ever try to suck love out of other people. Um, So yeah, I also think that's something that I'm really going to keep working on is just telling God I love him, but receiving his love instead of like, oh, you're not worthy of his love. You know, all those lies that the devil is putting between that love to just eliminate those and just let God love me and love him in return. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much because, you know, I do think, yeah, I thought, and I still do think sometimes, I think it's a work Mm -hmm. in progress. You can have like this big revelation moment where you're like, wow, like I'm doing this wrong, but it doesn't mean Uh that like it's immediately fixed. Um, And I think that like when I am in school, like for example, last semester, I was like, you have to get straight A's. You have to, you have to get a 4.0. And there was like nothing getting in between me and getting a 4.0. But I was like, but why? Why do you want that 4.0? Is it pride? Do you want people to love you more? Do you think that if you get a 4.0, you will be loved more by others and you will love yourself more, you know? 
And it's those moments where you really have to think like, where am I placing my value in this world? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, it's a, it's a work in progress and it is not easy. And it really stems from like our fallen nature. Like with the fall of Eve, we have all these like, um, like lack of surrender, lack of trust, mm-hmm. lack of um, trust in the love of God, you know? Yep. And I think all of those things stem from fallen nature. And the only way to like fix those things is to like look mm-hmm. at Mary, the new Eve, and yep. to just ask her to like pray for us and to really turn to her as an example of like what true authentic femininity is mm-hmm. and like what true authentic trust in the Lord's love is. Yeah. Um, but it is not easy. And it is it a is not, constant yeah. work in progress. Exactly. Yeah. We always have, yeah, you have the devil sitting on your shoulder every day, but you know, it's whether you make the choice, you know, if you make the choice to, you know, put your earplug in and not listen to him because yeah, there's days for everyone where it's easier or harder, you know, to shut him out. And so I just think, yeah, you know, eliminate, you know, the lies, but then just focus on Jesus and keeping him at the center of your life and building that relationship with him is what matters the most. Yeah, hundred percent. So I recently asked my audience on Instagram what questions they had about keeping God at the center of your life. Um, and this one is very specific to people being in school, but it's very practical and or very, it's very relatable. It happens probably very often in, you know, classrooms. And so Hannah asked, what do you do about non-religious slash anti-Catholic classmates. She said they shut out everything. She said they shut everything down having to do with Catholicism or anything faith really. So what what do you have for that? Yeah, so I went to a very, very secular, um, just state school in Southern California. And I was bombarded with just like, everybody around me had completely different worldviews than I do. Uh Um, And I remember I went to my priest in confession one day and I was like, I don't know how to love these people. Like, I was like, I look at them and I'm just like, how do I love you when you are like so beyond like against everything that I believe is like morally right, you know? And he looked at me and he said, pray for them. He said, you can't physically love them, but by praying for them, you are loving them more than you can possibly imagine. Um, So I want to like, just start with that, like pray for these people because it is hard and pray like every morning before you go into class that like the Holy Spirit is with you and just prompts you to say the right things and when to say the right things. Um, I think it's important when you're in class, like in a big class discussion, or if you're having conversations with classmates outside of class. It's okay, like give your opinion, but also I think it's really important to be prudent and to like pick your battles. Um, Not everything that your professor says that you disagree with, you need to say something, or not Mm -hmm. everything that a classmate says that you disagree with, you need to say something, you know, as a rebuttal. Um, I also think that like when you're in a class discussion, don't talk about things from like a religious perspective but like give like scientific and common sense facts they can be religious stuff but don't yeah. say they're like oh according to the catholic church da 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 you know just yeah. say like oh well actually did you know this this and this and people will have so much more of an open mind and then later you can be like that was actually you know the catholic church teaching but whatever yeah so like I remember um i was in like a bioethics class where we talked about like ethics in the health field and like topics of abortion and euthanasia were coming up and 
everybody was against my opinion. And I remember like, I don't remember what the St. Mother Teresa quote was, but there was a St. Mother Teresa quote that I used. And I was like, do not say that it's from St. Mother Teresa Taylor. Just like say the quote. And I said the quote, and I remember my professor was like, oh, interesting. And she had no idea, like, it was from this, like, Catholic saint. But um, it, she was able to have more of an open mind, and she didn't shut down immediately when mm-hmm. she heard, like, if she would have heard, oh, well, St. Mother Teresa, a Catholic saint, says da-da-da-da-da. So um, I think it's really important to be prudent. Pick when you're going to say things because you don't want to say too much and then people will just shut you out in general. Um, and then also really like try to take things from a different perspective and try to kind of like, I hate to say the word trick them, but trick them a little bit, yeah. you know, and just like so that they can actually open their mind and, you know, not immediately shut down. Yeah, because for sure. I'll like give them the benefit of the doubt. If I heard someone like, if I there was like a Satanist in my class or something and they were like well the Satanist teaching is da 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 immediately I would shut down I would not listen to a word that they were saying and that's what people do with us when we bring things from a very religious perspective um and I truly believe with all my heart the only way to truly evangelize is to just live out your faith it's not like Mm-hmm. no words could be enough for someone to like come to the faith. It is people seeing you live out your faith yeah. unapologetically and just like loving Jesus with your whole heart. And that attracts people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I just recently saw, I just got engaged and I'm 19, so I'm very young. Um, and most people, you know, in my area think like you have to be a certain age to get married. And there's there's this like, you know, expectation you have to meet. And um, so I reached out to one of my friends um, and I was like, you know, know, people are spreading rumors. What do I do? And she's like, the only thing you can do is be holy. She's like, holiness is attractive. You know, they see you and your fiance, you know, living out your faith. We sing in the church choir together. And I'm not trying to boast about myself, but, you know, we just make faith a priority. And she's like, Holiness is attractive, and the people who are not holy are going to see it see it as the opposite of attractive. But you know, people there are people who really truly want to have a faith, you know, Catholic faith and a strong faith. You know, they usually you know are attracted to the faith more when they see other people being so attractive and so on fire for Jesus. Just you know, to look at someone and be like, "Wow, she loves Jesus." You know, I want to love Jesus too. Not in you know, not to be comparing ourselves to others, but just sometimes it's a good motivation um, to just, you know, remind yourself that, you know, we're all here to love Jesus. And so we all just have to work together and build a community and work to Jesus together. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, like you said, people all have their own views and everyone just wants to always have their own opinion and everyone wants to be right. But I think just, yeah, like our entire episode is about keeping God at the center of your life just by focusing on yourself in your relationship with Christ, but then, yeah, actually evangelizing and actually living your faith out without being scared or without the fear of being judged by your classmates or, you know, your professors or anyone around you. You know, even some people could be their family. Like, it's just important to live for Christ if that's what really matters to you. Yeah, 100%. And I think this doesn't answer the question specifically, but kind of going off of what you were just saying, like, 
living your faith unapologetically. You're on a big college campus. You're eating lunch. Do the sign of the cross before you eat lunch. Pray. Like, yeah. don't try to hide and like shut down your faith because you're in the midst of, yep. you know, so much that's different from you. I remember I made a choice like one semester. Um, it was like the beginning of the year when I was at, um, when I was doing my undergrad and I was like, you are going to get dressed up every day. Like no more yoga pants and hoodies every day. You're going to actually put real clothes on and you are going to go to school. And you are, when you walk around campus, you're not going to look at your phone. You're going to look at people and you're going to smile at them and you're going to be open to conversation. Yep. And there were people that like gave me the dirtiest looks like when I would smile at them. <laughs> and I was like, no, like you need to be like a light. Like that is what you are called to be. And mm-hmm. don't just like because everybody else is like wearing yoga pants and hoodies and has their head in their phones with headphones in. Don't fall into that. You know, yeah. and I will say, like, it was such a joyful time for me. Like, I was like, wow, like, I feel like I'm just, like, always, like, bursting with joy because, like, I was making that conscious choice, you know, uh-huh. to be set apart. But I think that's important. And even if people don't know that, like, why, like, people might look and be like, why is she the way she is? You know, and they don't realize, mm-hmm. like, it's Jesus and it's your faith. They're still attracted to it and they're still curious. And they're like, there's something very different about that girl. Yeah. Why is there something so different about it? I want what she has. Why is she always so happy? I want mm-hmm. that, you know? And it makes people curious and it draws them in. And even if they aren't attracted to the faith, they're attracted to something, you know? Yeah. And there's something like everyone longs for joy, like true yeah. eternal joy. They just don't realize where they need it from. So yeah. I think like authentically live out your faith. I used to like pray the rosary on campus. I would like sit in like this green field and people would walk past me and I'd be like praying my rosary. Like <laughs> be open about your faith. Don't yeah. be afraid to be open about your faith. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely, I'm guilty of the hoodie. I have one on right now, but it's 20 below in Nebraska. So oh I'm no, I always today. do that. <laughs> but no. Actually, yeah. the other day, my mom looked at me and was like, do you only wear yoga pants? And I was like, now I do. My master's <laughs> program has changed me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I definitely, definitely am guilty of the hoodie and leggings thing or yoga pants. And it's like, yeah, that's something that I've even considered. I'm like, the other day I went to daily mass in the morning and it's eight o'clock at night. I still had my jeans and my nice clothes on I'm like whoa who are you you never wear you know usually come home and the first thing you do is take those jeans off and so yeah I definitely like you know I used to just like you know wake up in the morning yeah put leggings a hoodie on and walk to class and do my thing and that's definitely something that I'm like I want to start putting more effort into me you know it starts with just getting yourself ready in the morning and you know it almost makes, as a woman, it makes you feel like, you know, okay, I'm worthy of like, you know, I'm worthy of looking pretty. And I mean, I am pretty, but it's like, you know, I'm worthy of making myself feel good and look good. Um, And you know, you do what I'm saying, like kind of just, you know what I'm saying? I actually (laughs) just started reading, I just started reading the Worthy of Wearing book. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. I just started, I got it in like a white elephant. And I was like, oh, this would be like a cute coffee book table. And then I got one for my friend and she was like, why don't we actually read it together? And I started reading it. And yeah, it was like, you are worthy of putting yourself together. Like, why do you ask yourself? Like, is this too much? Like, Uh I remember I used to put on cute clothes for school and I'd be like, 
but like is this too much for school and it's like why are you asking yourself that yeah wear what you want to wear if you want to wear like jeans and booties and a cute top wear jeans booties and a cute top who cares yeah. you know um yep. so yeah I think it's like there are some days where literally I just want to wear leggings and a hoodie and that is okay yeah. but it doesn't have to be my default yeah yeah that's awesome that's exactly what I was trying to say and yeah, I definitely want to read that book. I've heard a lot of good things about it. And it's something that I'll put on my list, put it on one of my, you know, if someone asked me, I always have this little list of like, if someone asked me for a birthday gift or just a random gift, I can actually give them something like, okay, this is what I want instead of like getting a bunch of like fuzzy socks and coffee mugs, you know, like, <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, it's just something practical that I always have a little list of like Catholic books that I want. And if someone asked me, Typically, it's my grandma who always asks, like, oh, what do you want for your birthday? I'll just send her the link and, like, this is what I want. And it's always been books or devotionals or just things because they're actually going to, you know, I'm going to get something out of it. And it's not, like I said, going to be the fuzzy socks, a candle or a coffee mug. Like, I feel like the default gift is. (laughs) That was really random, but I thought I'd share that. No, that's so cute. I love that. I love that so much because people always ask me what I want. And I'm like, I have no idea. Uh Like no idea yeah I, I like yeah and it's though. also a good way to like you know I definitely like oh I want that book and like you know I want it now but I'm like no you know you can save the 15 20 dollars and the book you can get it eventually but just let someone you know gift it to you instead of you know constantly spending money or I mean I could just go get like a library card or check something out from the library but it's like you know you know what I'm saying like sometimes it's just easiest to have it no, in your own I hands. love that yeah so I reread books all the time so I have to (laughs) have it and I like that you said like let somebody gift it to you because I've recently learned like it's a blessing to allow somebody to do something for you you're blessing them by allowing them to do something for you um I love that yeah I need to for sure okay so to finish off our episode what is one piece of advice that you want every young catholic woman to know This can be a quote from a saint, a Bible verse, whatever you want, and just tell us all about it and what it means to you. Awesome. So the quote that I picked is from St. Therese of Lisieux. St. Therese of Lisieux has literally stalked me my entire life, (laughs) Um, and she is just like my BFF. Like, I'm obsessed with her. Mm -hmm. So my quote is, um, do little things with great love. Um, And I chose that because sometimes in college, it can feel like we're just going through the motions and it can feel like we're just doing so much, so much, so much. And then it's like, I'm not doing enough. Like how in the world am I going to be a saint? And I'm like literally just sitting here, like reading a textbook or like, I'm just going to (laughs) class after class after class, you know, like how am I going to be a saint? And like, I look at St. Therese of Lisieux and she was like 24 when she died and she was Uh like a doctor of the church. And I'm like, like I'm 22 are you kidding me like I'm never (laughs) going to be like her but then like I always remind myself like do little things with great love so like Mm -hmm. when I do my homework sometimes not always I will like put a little like bible verse or something at the top of my page Uh just to like invite God into that and remind me that like you know God is here and like this work that I am doing can be done in like in the form of a prayer Um, And then I think also just like 
if you're doing dishes and like you really don't want to do dishes rather than complaining like offering it up and just like entering into it with so much love and saying like god i'm doing this for you like i'm mm-hmm. doing this in reparation for like the sins against your sacred heart or like i'm doing this for the souls of purgatory um and i think like that just makes every moment so much more powerful and it makes the yeah. mundane yeah. so much yeah. more powerful and like being a college student, life can get really mundane. So mm-hmm. just making everything like so, um, so intentional and just yeah. doing it with so much love. Like one of my new year's resolutions this year, you know, God is working on me. Typically I'm like very structured with my new year's mm-hmm. resolutions and I'm like so in control of them <laughs> and I'm really yep. working on like letting go of control. Mm-hmm. And, um, this year, God like really just inspired me like one of my goals for the new year is like just love well like Mm -hmm. I just want to love others well I want to love myself well I want to love God well and like this is probably going to be one of the busiest years of my life and like loving well through the busyness Mm -hmm. um I just think that's the most important thing and like the greatest virtue is love you know it's love and charity so Mm -hmm. i just want to be charitable in all my actions um, and love through everything that i'm doing so that's that's like a little piece of advice yeah i love that i definitely yeah i'm usually like so cut out with the whole new year's thing everything has to be so like proper and you know the habit tracker to make sure you do everything every day and all the things and i was just praying the other (laughs) night on my way home um and I, yeah, I, I love to pray in the car. And I was just like, okay, Lord, it's January, I don't know, like the third or something. I'm like, you know, what do you want for me this year? Like, just out of a, like, kind of, I don't know. I just wanted to know, like, okay, I guess what I'm saying is Blessed is She did a, they have this little thing where you should choose a word, a saint, and a Bible verse for a year, for the year. And so I was like, well, Lord. I'm slacking. It's January. I haven't prayed about it. What do you want me to do? Um, And so I was like, you know, I was just praying. And in my prayer, God just spoke through me. And he's like, your word of the year is fruitful. I was like, whoa, what just happened? So I think the biggest reason that he's calling me to this along with, oh, it's in John. It's about, you know, pruning the bushes that, you know, the, the branches that aren't bearing fruit and to get rid of those and to you know, focus on the things that are going to bear fruit. And that's where I just learned that in the last month with, you know, like quitting a job for the better of my mental health, but also to get more experience and, you know, where I can build more skills with my marketing future career, you know, and just all the things and it's already taken place and it's already, you know, fruitful is already seen seeming like such a um, word that God is like, okay, do this, you know, and yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but I guess it's just like, you know, really taking, you know, letting God work through the new years and not like letting him or like not making your new year's resolution an expectation of God because God's plans are not your plans. And so I just think if you choose like a word in a Bible verse, it's more of like, you know, your daily inspiration instead of like, oh, I have to eat vegetables all day and work out for 60 minutes and, you know, do this every day of the year, or I'm not going to go to heaven, you know, like just, we set so unrealistic expectations of ourselves, And it's like, you know, do something more realistic, like choose a saint buddy. I haven't gotten to that yet, but I will, (laughs) you know, like choose a saint to, you know, be your friend during the year and choose a word in a Bible verse and just 
focus on that and you know work on living that out instead of like like you know like we kind of both shared that we used to just be so like you know quote unquote uptight with our new year's resolutions and like you said yeah just letting god work instead of trying to like plan your entire life to have this perfect life that we think we have to have but really that's only going to happen with god mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent that was totally a rant but yeah <laughs> No, I love it. And I think it's important because I think like as college students, we can try so hard to like structure everything. Yep. And it's like, listen, I am the biggest, like, like I should not be talking about letting go of control because I am the biggest control freak. I know <laughs> like it is not good. I yep. had a podcast. I'm not doing it anymore right now, but it was literally all about letting go of control. Like yep. literally should not be talking about this, but yeah. It's so easy in college to like try to structure everything and have this like perfect schedule. Like there are days uh-huh. when I literally have like a five minute gap between like yeah. my two things that I'm doing uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, like how am I going to stru- structure everything? Mm-hmm. And I think like, it's so important to just say like, God, like I give this to you. And mm-hmm. like with the new year's thing this year, I went to the chapel and I was like, where do you want me to go? Like, what do you want for me this year? Yep. You know, like, what are like the little things you want for me this year? And mm-hmm. um, it's been a long process of letting go of control and I'm still <laughs> learning daily yep. how to let yeah. go of control. Actually, like hourly, like it is like every <laughs> moment I'm like, you're being a control freak, Taylor. <laughs> but um, I, I really think that like just allowing God to like come over you and allowing the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to come over you and just really guide you with where he wants sure. you and, when you're in college it's hard to prioritize things and like what does God want you to prioritize when you're in college you know mm-hmm. um does he want you to prioritize your time with your family maybe some work yeah. like where is he calling you to mm-hmm. invest most of your time that's yeah. I forgot to mention this earlier but that is so important in college it's like what are my priorities yeah and you have to pick like your top three priorities mm-hmm. and that's what you need to focus on and yep. like it's only a couple years of your life but that is what you need to focus on those yeah. priorities God needs to be number one. And then for me personally, it's family Mm -hmm. um, and then relationships, friendships, you know? Um, So that is, well, it's hard to pick three because I'm like, but my health and my well-being, you know? But um, yeah, there's so many things that like you Mm -hmm. need to take into consideration when you are a college student. Um, And I think, yeah, pick your priorities. God needs to be at the center and um, just kind of go from there. Allow him to just like work through you and all that you're doing because he has placed you where he has placed you for a reason. You're Mm -hmm. in this season of being a college student for a reason. And like, I know I've had my moments where I'm like, I literally am done with this. I'm ready to graduate because it's been, I've, I've actually never taken a break. Like I haven't taken a summer. So it's just been like, I think like five years maybe of just like oh, straight geez. through school. Um, you go, girl. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely have moments like that. But then I have to remember like, God is calling you here for a reason. God has blessed you so much and giving mm-hmm. you the ability to be a college student, like the ability to be in your master's program right now. Like that is a blessing in itself. Like enter into that and ask God, like, what do you want from me in the season you have me in? What do you want my priorities to be in the season you have me in? How can I love you more? How can Mm -hmm. I love others more? Um, How can I like serve you through my work in this season? And I think that is the most important thing when you're a college student. Absolutely. I would agree. Yeah. 
like, yeah, like we were saying earlier, it's just easy to get caught up in everything that's on your plate, whether you're working jobs, you know, as well as your homework and just everything. But instead of focusing on, oh my gosh, I have so many things to do. And yeah, instead of being that control freak, like, you know, just surrender to God and surrender is probably one of the hardest things, you know, we could ever, you know, do because it's like literally just like, okay, Lord, you know, do what you want with me. Like, I don't have a say in anything. Um, but yeah, just like asking God what, what he wants of you and not say, oh, this is what I want for myself in this season. You know, everyone is doing this. So I'm going to do that too. But instead of doing that, like, yeah, just really surrendering and like, just let the Lord use you as an instrument of his love and let him, you know, just work through you, but also make your work matter for the Lord. And, you know, God in yourself, we all work hand in hand with him. You know, we're all the hands and feet of Jesus. So just letting us be a representation of Jesus. And, you know, like we, like we said the entire episode, just focusing on, on God and keeping him at the center of your life. hundred percent. He has to be our priority. He has to be number one. Um, and one of my like biggest prayers for the beginning of this new year um, is that God like is at the forefront of my mind, that mm-hmm. he is like the thing I think about most. Cause I, yeah. towards the end of the year, I was like, what do I think about most? And I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think I think about God most. I think I think about my to-do list most, you yeah. know? And I was like, I need God to be at the, like the forefront of yeah. my mind, the forefront of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's just so important to keep God at the center. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, before we leave, I know you mentioned you are on Instagram, but do you want to repeat that one more time where, where people can find you and follow you? Yeah. So uh, my Instagram handle is underscore taylor t-a-y-l-o-r and then dot fay f-a-y-e and then underscore again um and yeah that's my instagram that's basically all i have um i don't have like any other social media platforms <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i just like a catholic blog and you can follow me and go on my relationship and journey with jesus with me awesome that's so awesome yeah once again thank you for joining me and yeah i'm so glad we had time to chat and for you to share your story with us Yes, thank you so much for having me. This was such a beautiful conversation. For sure. Thank you. Hey girl, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Abundantly Yours podcast. If this episode touched your heart in any way, I would love it if you could head on over to subscribe and leave a review. That way you'll never miss another episode. Be sure to go follow me on Instagram at abundantly.yours for more. See you next time.